and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 136. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seeley. It is a sad day today because the uh, 49ers did not win the NFC Championship, and the worst part was that the Rams did not even beat us. We just were not playing good. Oh, I was like, wait, I don't understand. Uh, our... Our genius coach, Kyle Shanahan, kept having us run down the middle, like literally through the line, and each time it did not work. And then so after that play did not work, he would go, do it again. And then it <laughs> wouldn't work. It and then we'd be like, well, now we have to punt the ball. Why did you do this? Why would you think this is a good idea? Because the whole issue is Jimmy G also can't really throw well, it feels like. All the, all the throws he made, whether under pressure or not, either were too hard too high or too low (laughs) like it was ridiculous he made one touchdown pass this game that is the only touchdown pass he has made in the playoffs this season yeah that's we it, it was pretty much it felt like we were gonna get to it we could do a super bowl with just only field goals and potential run uh running tds and that's it like that that's what it was feeling like honestly that would have been amazing if that was actually a thing yeah (laughs) i wanted to love jimmy g and if we had a new coach maybe that could you know shape him up like uh coach harbaugh did with alex smith then i'd be fine with that but if we're not gonna get a new coach you know it's like we need if we get tom brady i know he was set to retire but that's also a rumor and it sounds like he's not actually going to. And he want, he loves San Francisco anyway. He's from this area. So just give him one season here before he retires. <laughs> and then he gets us to the Super Bowl. He gets another ring. We get a Super Bowl. Everyone wins. He leaves. We get Aaron Rodgers the next year. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> gets us the Super Bowl. Gets his ring. Everybody leaves happy. We have all these local boys that we've always wanted anyway. I think it would be fantastic, you know. <laughs> and then, and then we get a new QB, and we go, let's see who, who, what's the fresh, young blood that we can pull in that won't burn out after two seasons, or get us one Super Bowl and then trash after that, like certain ones that I've seen before. Can you imagine camp. how much all that would cost, though, to get all those players? I mean, honestly, I feel like it wouldn't cost that much because Aaron Rodgers wanted to leave the Packers anyway, and there was a rumor was one of the main teams he wanted to come to was San Francisco. Oh, uh, yeah, he was. He was. He did not want to play with them this past season. I don't know if you knew. That. Yeah, that was that was a no, thing. No, I like. I don't really. That was all. There was a sports full news. thing about it. It was crazy. Yeah, huh. it was. Okay. It was something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Niners lost, and I am now forced to go for the Cincinnati Bengals because I'm not going to go for fucking L.A. I don't need to deal with that shit after the Dodgers beat us. And now the Rams beat us. I, I, I ain't going with this shit. But also, I guess it's the year of the Tiger, even though both teams should not be in the Super Bowl. These are two teams that are not good enough for the Super Bowl. I'm not joking. I, I'm not just saying that because one beat us and the other is just like whatever. They they are not that good. They're not good at all. Like, they should not be in the Super Bowl. It's Interesting. insane. Yeah, I'm dead. Yeah, it's a thing. I don't know if that makes me more interested to watch the game, to see how, like, worse teams play usually a lot of my friends even if we didn't make it will still want to watch because they know the teams are going to be good 
I already know people that don't want to watch because they're like, it's not any good teams. Why would I want to watch a game like this? It's not going to be that interesting. Huh? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like that kind of basically like um, the two teams that actually played a really great game are both gone. They were uh, playing, I think, in the divisional playoffs. Uh, it was like Buffalo Bills and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And they're both gone now because the Chiefs beat them and then lost to the Bengals. Anyway, enough football talk, guys. This is, of course, uh, Sutra Sat Talk, our weekly show where we talk what we've been playing and watching and some news here and there. And we're bringing back our five-minute timer because we've been getting a little crazy recently yeah, with the news. I got to go for the intro, too. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Perfect, because we're going to finish that up in a second anyway. Uh, this week, we are talking season two of The Witcher. I don't think it'll be that long because there's not too much i don't have no, that much honestly, to say like i yeah i don't remember we'll, we'll, much of yeah, it yeah like there's we'll like the it. broad strokes but yeah, yeah. um it's kind of late because you know i was watching the game and i was at a buddy's house doing it so uh we won't do any smaller like play watch stuff we'll save that for another week we do have some news though an update on like raven unionizing and activision's take on that now uh a little bit call of duty stuff with playstation and their annualization and then uh, respawn with Star Wars games. So those will all be, you know, five minute topics. And then we will hit Witcher 2. And then this episode will be over. And we'll then see you guys after a week. But James, you ready to jump right into it? Yep. All right. So first off, our news, uh, starting with Activision Blizzard. The first piece is that the company does not voluntarily <laughs> recognize the raven software union that was formed by the qa team or at least some of the qa team of course they don't yeah why would and they? <laughs> there is a statement that was given uh let's see here we go and at activision blizzard we deeply respect the rights of all employees to make their own decisions about whether or not to join a union we carefully reviewed and considered the cwa initial request last week and tried to find a mutually acceptable solution with the CWA that would have led to an expedited election process. Unfortunately, the parties could not reach an agreement. We expect that the union will be forming or will be moving forward with the, the filing of a petition to the NLRB for an election. If filed, the company will respond formally to that petition promptly. The most important thing to the company is that each eligible employee has the opportunity to have their voice heard and their individual vote counted. And we think all employees at Raven should have a say in this decision. Across the company, we believe that a direct relationship between managers and team members allows us to quickly respond and deliver the strongest results and opportunities for employees. As a result of these direct relationships, we've made a number of changes over the past couple of years, including raising minimum wage Compensation for Raven QA employees by 41% extending paid time off, expanding access to medical benefits for employees and their significant others, and transitioning more than 60% of temporary Raven QA staff into full-time employees. We look forward to continuing a direct dialogue with our team and working together to make our workplace better. What that means is, uh, fuck the union, we're not, we're not going to work with that. Yeah, I I mean I know Microsoft just bought Activision Blizzard, but like they don't really have they're not going to have control over them for like it like oh god I keep forgetting the name of the uh, the CEO of 
Xbox gaming. Phil Spencer? That's the one. Phil Spencer. I kept wanting to say Mark for some reason. I'm like, that's not right. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, he said it's going to be like potentially a year and a half. But like, so the as Activision Blizzard stands now, like the the people in charge, I just I just don't see them wanting to acknowledge a union because it's just going to be bad for their business. Also, so, notice that they're sad. like it is it is they're like uh, what do they say? Uh, we believe everyone like they're trying to say like well this is just a small group it shouldn't be them deciding this it should be the whole company of people yeah. deciding this and it's like yeah nice try that's a that's a good little it's also just sad because like if people don't know qa testers tend to get like the short end of the stick a lot of the time and they get like they do a lot of really tedious like important work that often goes unrecognized and un um What's unappreciated that? yeah unappreciated thanks uh, well they're also it's like kind of like that foot in the door part of the developing also that. like it's not necessarily like there are people that are dedicated to being qa testers but i'm sure like not everyone goes to be like i'm gonna play this for like you know play games here to see bugs for a living like they they want to eventually do something else potentially yeah it's experience on the resume yeah uh but you know if that's what they want to do that's what they want to do um but Either way, their work to death like anyone else at the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that it's just an update. You know, it doesn't really change our stances. I would say on what we've already talked about previously, where it's like you know, if they want to unionize, they got to do it at this uh, at this point. I will say really fast. Um, I actually cracked myself up. I, as a gaming expert at Microsoft, I did like we had a boss of like a guy that kind of talked to the other gaming experts, uh, whose name was Mark. <laughs> And when he'd do our Teams meeting, <laughs> we would start the conversation. <laughs> All like, oh, hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> All the, every time, every freaking time. It's like, dude, this is what happens when you bring your name into our conversation. Do you this. know what's weird? I have like two people that I work with on my team named Mark, and that never popped into my head until now. I can't, I feel bad about that. Damn. Yeah. And that's, that's as deep into work I'll ever probably get, but I was just like, okay, that's fine. That shouldn't, you know, that shouldn't bring anything bad. And I won't say his last name or anything, but it was just, I thought that was funny. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's that, like I said, no, nothing changed on that, at least for what we think about that, but moving to, I guess, more of the games themselves, call of duty, a couple things. One was, uh, it looks like Schreier, uh, brought another point that Call of Duty wants to, of course, stay on PlayStation. Like, or I guess the devs want to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for at least three more years. Uh, according to Shire, it includes uh, Call of Duty 2022, 2023, and Warzone 2, also planned for 2023. Which, if there's a Warzone 2... Wait, yeah, what? <laughs> well, think about it. That would mean updated engine, updated like for completely next-gen, potentially. That's where true. Uh, if it's 2023, they could probably be like, yeah, d- no PS4, no Xbox One. This is only next-gen consoles, which means it has a lot more power to it, besides mm-hmm. also being on PC. Uh, what's interesting about that, too, is if they did that, wouldn't that mean then there's an even potential longer chance of Call of Duty coming to PlayStation? Because then Warzone 2 has all those Call of Duties integrated into it, and it would be a while until they get a Warzone 3, potentially. True. So, you know, just saying, that that kind of makes the lifespan go longer. 
but it says uh, Bloomberg reported that Xbox announced its $69 billion acquisition of the company. Uh, Call of Duty, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, had already committed to making the next few Call of Duty games available across all platforms, including PlayStation. So next few, it sounds like it would probably be honestly up to like, I would say probably past 2023. I would say probably 2024, 2025 is most likely where that agreement is going towards or up to. Yeah. So the only thing that makes me wonder still is that, you know, Microsoft has already said that they're going to honor all existing deals. And like we talked about, I think in the last episode, it'd be weird if that didn't come up. Like they have three studio or Activision currently has three studios dedicated to just making Call of Duties. Well, four. So the, Actually, five. Maybe six. What? Well, the big names are usually Treyarch, Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer, but there's also Raven. True. And then I'm pretty That's sure fair. High Moon Studios does it. I don't see them making anything else. And I'm pretty right. sure, uh, was it Beachhead Studios is the one that does the mobile games or something? I'm not too sure. You're right. Um, okay, so I forgot a few, but like... They... Basically, any any studio that is at Activision and not Blizzard is doing Call of Duty because what else yeah. is there? So... Excuse me. So, like, basically, they are set up to churn out a Call of Duty every year. Yeah. And since there's three main studios that that work on, like, the main games that come out every year, maybe that is literally just the three games that are already in the works that would have already been negotiated as being coming to PlayStation consoles when they're out. Like, that's the only thing that makes me still wonder, like, is Microsoft still not saying or... Is no one saying that, like, you know, future games that aren't in development currently are coming to PlayStation? Or is it, like, I don't know. I, it's just weird, because it could be that these, the next three years that he said, uh, could just be the games that are literally just still currently in development. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And the other portion was that it does sound like they are considering... Uh, moving away from annual releases like we talked about before. I mean, that was something yeah. I was saying, like, hey, imagine if the Activision studios were actually making other things and they had a better rotation where not they not all of them will have to work on Call of Duty games, only maybe a couple do, and then the rest can do their own thing. Yeah. Uh, there's an article that came out, too, it looks like from Bloomberg, and uh, they said the same thing pretty much like... Uh, Besides, like, Warzone, uh, uh, weariness, pretty much, from what I've read on it. Like, they notice players are getting weary of Call of Duty. You know, imagine that. I mean, It's only been, what, over 10 years of consistent games? Yeah, I used to get every Call of Duty every year back when I was at, like, Riverside, because that was back when Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare 2, and, like, Black Ops 1 and 2 were coming out, and I thought they were super cool, but I just, I got tired of them, so I stopped buying them, and just, I, I haven't heard anything particularly new or interesting about the ones in recent years, so. Actually, just, just to haven't think about it for a second, let's see, like, Call of Duty 1 and 2, kind of, but they weren't, I don't think they were yearly yet at that point. Like, in terms of yearly, it was really starting with Call of Duty 3. And that's when I started really buying it, like, day one. 3, 4, a.k.a. Modern Warfare 1. What was it? World at War, Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops, Modern Warfare 3, Black Ops 2. I think that is where I stopped. So I went seven years in a row 
buying seven Call of Duty games. And then I think after that was Ghost. And then I was like, Ghost. <laughs> and then I stopped there until I, I guess I had skipped what? Ghost, Black Ops 3, Advanced Warfare. I don't know if that's in order or not. I don't really care. Uh, Infinite Warfare. I got Black Ops 4 for a second and then didn't want it. I barely played it, so I'd say I skipped that. I didn't really come back until 2019 with Modern Warfare 1. Or the 2019 Modern Warfare. Um, right. But I didn't buy Vanguard. Like, I only bought that. I sold Black Ops 4. I bought Modern Warfare 1. 2019, I keep doing that. And Black Ops Cold War. That's right. It's not numbered. So... Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Also, allegations when we stop playing games from them. <laughs> that too. Yeah, that also. That also does it. That also does it, yeah. And I still won't until Microsoft owns them and fixes their shit. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. I've, I've gone this long without playing Overwatch that I can wait another year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting that, if you know, we just talked about it for a bit and now we're seeing all of this news come right after where it's like, Hey, remember what I said? Oh, it looks like I wasn't wrong. I'm glad that my little, I, it wasn't even predictions. It was more like ideas. And it seems like those could potentially happen even before Microsoft gets them. Like they're already thinking about this anyway. Yeah. Beforehand, which is nice. So, you know, just, to, well, it would make sense to start thinking about future plans now that you have like, you know, but, yeah, you they know just have to make, they, they, they have to do it on their right. own because they can't talk to each other is the only thing. Yeah. Until the deal's finished. Uh, but that's it for the Activision news. The other last little thing we want to talk about is that EA announced Respawn is working on, you know, we were hoping they would be working on Jedi Order, or Jedi Fallen Order 2. Which might still be a thing. But in, besides that, they're working on two other Star Wars. Respawn, yeah. not, so not EA. Not the publisher yet. Specifically EA. Respawn. Their specific developer, Respawn Entertainment, is working on three Star Wars games. It's three. so funny to me that they they literally got their start with... I mean, granted, it was like Call of Duty Studio veterans that made this uh, made Respawn. But like they went from Titanfall 1 to Titanfall 2 to now you're a Star Wars developer. Yeah. <laughs> uh well okay so we knew they have multiple teams we knew they had a true star wars team specifically for jedi Fallen order an apex team a metal of honor vr mm-hmm. team and were they dude i forgot else? they also made apex i can't believe how good they are oh wait yeah, they, there's a it's in titanfall universe i'm so stupid it's been a while making anything like else like the last titanfall game was titanfall 2 so it hasn't they haven't been working on that unless you and, count apex but no metal of honor is done pretty much so i'm thinking that you know, if they're working on three new games, one, I'm so sorry for people that want Titanfall 3. I don't, I think we'll get it. I just don't Eventually. think we're going to get it until a lot of these are done. But you can imagine, uh, well, they said the three. One sounded, they said it sounds like Jedi Fallen Order 2, but most likely it will be called Star Wars Jedi something new instead of a two. It'll probably be like a new title. Kind of like, remember the old games of like, uh, what was it called? Um... Star Wars, was it Jedi? Uh, the Kyle Katarn games? Dark Forces and oh, Jedi Outcast? Oh, I don't remember. I feel like it was like old pre-GameCube. or I think one was on GameCube. I don't know. All right, whatever. Um, but yeah, one will be Fallen Order 2. 
and then the other said they said a shooter which you know naturally everyone went oh shit they're doing battlefront 3 thank god don't let dice do it i Mm. don't think it's going to be battlefront 3 for an fps yeah i I think i don't think so either i think they're doing one of two things one just like that team that's remaking knights of the old republic from the ground up the they're actually doing a full kotor remake they could be remaking republic commando or cool or they are making republic commando 2 and they're they're like we're not going to do a remake we're just going to make a sequel that was supposed to be made because i think they have the potential to do it and the fact that they have a lot of maneuverability in their type of mechanics for their games from like titanfall and apex they could do something with that style of i could absolutely see the respawn doing a republic commando game especially with their maneuverability right Mm -hmm. it seems very likely i think it's honestly going to be a republic commando game whether it's a remake or a sequel I think it'll be that. I doubt it's going to be Battlefront because people I feel like are also Battlefronted out at the same time. I think one of the kind of funny guys uh, said that they would like to see a um, a Republic Commando style game, but following the Bad Batch. And I was like, oh my God, that would actually be really cool. Maybe, you don't want that? Maybe, maybe not. Because the show itself is a little too adolescent for my taste as much That's as i true. like it it's it's much more adolescent than its previous ta- the predecessor it's than its predecessors it's really weird that i completely forgot about that show and was just remembering like one cool episode from star wars uh clone wars uh the other thing is a strategy game and I, I don't know if i heard this correctly but i heard they got a bunch of XCOM guys and it made me think are we getting a Star Wars style XCOM game potentially? Which you know, it's usually what like the strategy games are, I guess. Yeah, I, it like, could be like a style of strategy RTS or like a strategy game like Civilization or something. But I don't. Oh, that's true. Think that would happen? I really do think it would be something more XCOM styled, and I don't know how they do it. It could be mercenary type thing. I, I don't know, but it, either either way, I think it would be cool. And that's something they could probably put their like small Medal of Honor team on with the uh, X. Uh, I think it was Firaxis that did X. You know, playing through Gears Tactics right now, I could absolutely see them making a strategy game like that. But like you are the rebels fighting uh, stormtroopers. Yeah. At some point, in the I really rebellion. think that could absolutely be a thing. It will be really cool if they pull this off. Um, but I think the first thing we'll find out about will be the Jedi Fallen Order 2 sequel. And uh, hopefully probably. we find out about it at the next ea play live that we're forced to watch or <laughs> uh whatever happens earlier maybe they just announce it on its own which i would prefer because i already don't want to deal with the summer every i just don't want to deal with this i'm kind of i hate summer events now i want to be honest i just hate summer events at this point i don't want to see them anymore dude every once in a while i still think back to how fallen order was re- like revealed slash announced was like Whoever, I forget who the pronoun- Andrew Renee is like, hey, blah, blah. Right. He's like, yeah, we're making a Star Wars game. Yeah, Thanks. Was li- was it, uh, was it Vince Zappella? <laughs> he's literally just like sitting in the audience and it's just like, you got something to say? And like, here's the mic. Like, yeah, we're making a Star Wars game. It's called Jedi Fallen Order. Wow. <laughs> and, just, and I was like, did they just announce a Star Wars game? Like, 
Yeah. From was... the audience? <laughs> we don't we don't talk about that anymore. We don't we don't talk about that. Anyway, yeah, that's the Star Wars news. So that's that's cool. At least those are my predictions for it, and we'll see over time what those actually turn out to be. But you know, respawn just kind of churns out some good shit, so hopefully they'll keep that going. Yeah. And you know, Vincent Pell is gaining more and more power in EA, which makes me feel better because everything else outside of respawn needs its own respawn just wait till <laughs> Pun he intended. has unlimited power exactly That's Dude, totally honestly if eventually becomes the ceo of ea i'd laugh so hard i'd be like excellent yeah. excellent uh but yeah that's it for the news uh you ready to talk the witcher season two on netflix yeah i might have to look up the episode list because i it's been I mean, a while we don't even have to talk about episode by episode honestly no i, I just even... wanted to remind me of like what happened we have <laughs> i, I remember right. like the broad strokes like where siri ends up by the end and like like well we have so... the witch house which is a house of a witch that's the witch is the house and then she yeah, it I wasn't turns sure out they were some, doing a Baba Yaga thing or something. She was like a super being. Um, it, it's also like it's she a eats thing people's where, suffering. It, it's funny because you know I'm still I don't know how to feel about the series just yet because I've heard some people are that are Witcher fans are disappointed. Mm. I've heard other people just love it, and they also just you know you throw something in their face, they'll probably love it either way. I think so far um, where I land is like I enjoy watching it. I just haven't enjoyed it as much as I liked playing The Witcher Three, but I don't know. Yes, No, Witcher Three is much better than the show. That's without a doubt. Uh, I, I, honestly, I feel that Witcher Three is more. There's a lot more. It's a lot deeper. The game is That's the thing. A lot deeper than the show is for sure, and. I'm only coming from the perspective as specifically, oh, I'm a Witcher fan. Oh, what kind? I literally just played the third game and I watched this next Netflix show. So I'm very shallow as a Witcher fan in terms of knowledge and in terms of perspective. So like that that's actually the next big series I do want to read is the Witcher books. And I once I read random one shots I got at home, like I'm pretty much going to be diving completely into that series and I'm going to go crazy with it. Um, I'm really excited, honestly, to do it. But there's some things I already know about from the books because I just wanted to know, especially since the games are sequels to the books. And the third game is basically the end of that entire franchise history, like that entire story. Mm -hmm. It ends with three. And, uh, you know, with that, I'm like, okay, well, now I want to know, like, oh, who was um, Regis and Stregobold and um, fucking uh, Vilgaforts and stuff. And I learned all about them. Like, I learned a bit about them. I didn't look too much into it because I also didn't want to kind of ruin, I guess, the show a little bit for myself or without reading the books instead of just kind of like wikiing it. I don't want to do that specifically. But like, I learned some things where I'm like, oh, this this dude is going to do this. Oh, shit. And he just is like this right now. That's crazy. And uh, I'm very curious to see exactly how this unfolds because, you know, they have it all lined up for they're hoping for like eight seasons or something. I forget how many seasons they said they wanted to do, but enough where they could potentially tackle all the books more or less, I guess. Like from what I heard, like the crazy stuff hasn't even happened yet. Like we just literally deal with a lady in a house that didn't really matter. They couldn't even kill her and they just sent her to another realm. And you're like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, that was weird. Like, I don't know. It, it seemed like they were setting her up to be like this massive, important, dangerous villain. And she just kind of wanted to go home. Did, did it feel like it was, it just felt kind of the weekend of the season was her and the elves and um, Fringilla? Yeah, that was definitely much more impactful. Like literally the scene, like we're definitely getting into spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like the scene where after the elf child is like murdered, which that already was like, holy shit, they actually murdered a baby. Uh, and then like afterward, when the elf lady got her revenge by like literally just murdering all the children in at least this one like city or street. And, like, just the way they did it of her, like, waving her hands and, like, immediately all the children's, like, screams, like, just stopped for a and second. Then and then, like, a second later, all the, of all the parents, all the parents just going, like, my baby. And I was, like, holy fuck, that's dark. Yep. And so, like, yeah, that I was way more invested in than whatever was happening with Siri and Yennefer and Geralt. Not that it wasn't also cool. It's just, like. The other shit seems way more important, world like worldwide, worldwise. Oh yeah, because their their adventure feels much more intimate. Whereas this one is like the state of the realm. Yeah, pretty much. For sure. It's you're watching the next big event of the realm, which I see how they're. I think that's how they're going to focus on things. Is oh well, what's the next big event that the realm is going to have, and it's going to shift from uh, perspective to perspective. Sorry, I keep like moving. Dude, I um, totally forgot that Siri or Siri's dad was the head of uh Nilfgaard Nilfgaard it was Nilfgaard yeah 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 you don't think about that and then you're like oh it was him the whole time and I'm like I I because I mean you play Witcher 3 and you're like oh it's series dead and then you watch the first season and you're like the porcupine is the emperor (laughs) (laughs) what and then yeah you learn like oh he is the king and I'm because I'm like oh that like I watched the first season and I'm thinking like this, is this the same guy? I can't it can't be the same guy, right? That it feels like a completely different guy. And then yeah, you learn like it no, it's totally and I'm just so curious. I'm like, was it a whole facade the whole time? I mean, obviously he just murdered his daughter's grandparents, so it's kind of hard to say like what what the fuck is going on. He seems pretty bad, but also in the game he's not as bad, I guess, because he kind of like creates peace at the same time i don't know it's a it's a whole thing you know yeah Um, Uh, i just thought it was like that was really interesting that he's like so he was willing to well first off the the thing where it's like oh did fangella pay to have the child murdered or was it the other guy who was like the head of the armies it's like oh no it was the king of nilfgaard he was like both of you were too weak to do it i did it yeah, he's like, you both suck, so uh, take them away. Yeah, so I forget why I brought that up. Also, the the head was, uh, the the general was Kahir. Right. Or the special agent, yeah. Which, you know, he isn't in the game, and I'm assuming, you know, he's strictly in the books because most likely... Maybe. He doesn't get through the books, <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> i'm just i pretty much assume if the character isn't in the game but they're in the book they're probably gonna die that's kind of how i've been going about it mm. if that makes sense right it'll be interesting if that's actually true because yeah I don't know. they, they could just less. like add people if they feel like they need to 
Yeah, no, for sure. But we'll see. I mean, because obviously, it's funny because uh, Regis dies in the books. Um, which one was Regis? The vampire in oh. Blood and Wine. I never played that. <laughs> what? I like. I want. I was gonna get to it, but once they said that they were gonna remaster The Witcher Three for like the next gen consoles with like all the DLC and stuff, I was like, you know what? I I might just wait for that and just like play it oh, all man. in like a nicer format. And it's been way longer than I thought it was gonna. So I don't well, know. shit. Okay. Well, uh, do you want me to just say what happens then? Not in yeah, the game. Yeah, I don't but mind. Like, okay. I, like, yeah. So in the in anyway. the book, he dies. He dies. Fight. They fight a big wizard who's actually in the show, and uh, the wizard kills Regis, and that's it. He's dead in the book. And then in the game, Regis is like, "How's it going?" And Wizard <laughs> Geralt's like, "You're supposed to be dead." <laughs> interesting yeah uh, it's it's actually really ple- like the character himself is really great and learning that like I'm, I'm excited to then that's how i'm excited to read through the whole series because one then i can get to the games and go through it and have a complete different perspective of three and be i probably 20 times more invested than i was already loving it uh but also go to the show and probably be like well, now I understand it, and then probably be like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Um, all I know is at least Henry Cavill is trying, and he apparently tries to correct people on the set when they're not doing the, the right thing of the lore or something. I don't know. I love that that dude is, like, massive and jacked, and he's, like, a super nerd. He he's built also nerd. and stuff. Yeah, I trust Henry Cavill. That, that man I trust. I, I trust him to do the right thing always, for sure. Um, but in terms of the characters, like, it's like I said, I don't really have anything new on them. Like, Geralt is Geralt. There's nothing really they could have done differently. I enjoyed what we had of him. I yeah, think I like things really things got really enjoyable once, of course, uh, Dandelion, Jaskier, comes yeah. back in. He is probably my favorite character because he brings full emotion. He brings, like, more of a spectrum to the, the chart there, you know? He brings yeah. in, of course... One thing you gotta love is now I expect every season, you're like, yo, he's gonna hit us up with some new tunes, and they're gonna be on Spotify later, and I can actually <laughs> listen to them, because Toss the Coin to Your Witcher is actually one of the best things, and this time we got, like, two actually pretty good ones, which I was very happy about. Uh, I think one was, like, Burn Witcher Burn, and I forget what the other one was called, but, you know, it's enjoyable seeing him, and, you know, you see his relationship with Yen kind of flourish, not like, you know like friendship basically like he's like you're you know you're not actually the worst even though he's like you're still kind of the worst and i'll risk my life for you but i still well, you know you kind of love it still. like he finds out that she's doesn't have magic anymore and he's like oh so she's not like super dangerous i can get close to her maybe <laughs> or like maybe or maybe not be so terrified around her yeah that was hella funny uh, I do love their kind of back and forth of one saving the other saving the other like they keep going back and forth on that um and I did, I won't lie, it was enjoyable when the, because you see the whole time with the end, uh, her kind of unraveling, I guess you could say. Yeah, like she and did the, not take losing her magic well at all. And then eventually, you know, she kind of forsakens everything. But also you kind of see how fucked up the other kingdoms are and how much her own court is because they're like, you fucked up with the fire, but also yeah. we told you to use the fire and you saved us but we don't trust you 
and you know it was i don't know it was all this extra crazy shit and then um i always I forget. can't believe she actually escaped <laughs> that was so insane she yeah like from it's her like trial uh, or whatever you see like the change in i guess the court order with like Tessaia and vilgefort's takeover um you know which ones those were right um to say it was like the 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 mage that you know for pretty much always listened to i probably recognize the face if i saw her yeah she was she was like the one that was like hey you need to join us hey are you okay blah blah oh yeah that one yeah and then um vilgefort's was the uh long-haired wizard guy the one that kept in the first season kept producing magic swords over and over trying to fight kahir until he got his ass kicked yeah um they were interesting and you could also see kind of at least from what i've heard about vocal forts in the books uh i'm like okay he didn't sound like that in the first season i'm like are you sure that's the same guy this guy this guy seems okay and then the second season comes and he kind of sounds like an asshole and i'm like okay maybe (laughs) there we go i think we're getting the book guy now finally all right because at least it's weird because you know you see struggle bolt He's that guy that, um, remember in the first season, Renfrey, Renfrey tried to kill him and Geralt kills her. That's like Geralt's first love before Yennefer. It was like the very first episode no. where he gets the name, like the Butcher of Blaviken. She's like that princess that uh, was cursed and she's like, I want to kill this wizard. And Geralt's oh, like, you can't vaguely. do that. Yeah, that was struggleable that whole time. Like he was the one that was kind of like manipulating Geralt. And it turned out he was a piece of shit, and he's been the one for the most part in charge of uh, the order of magic folk, people, wizard things. And I always forget what their order is called. But um, you know, he seemed like the biggest asshole in the order. And now I'm like, well, is he the biggest asshole, or will Vilgoforts actually be the biggest asshole? are my thoughts like who's going to be the worst one because they obviously aren't on the same side you can kind of see the weird like factions inside of the the circle or whatever i really don't know what they're called Uh, maybe the circle is from dragon age i don't know um but i don't know i thought that was interesting otherwise uh we got we got more triss and i think they gave her more reddish hair at least yeah a little bit or chestnut chestnut hair she's supposed to have chestnut hair i think they her hair in the game is redder than apparently than it's supposed to be. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. it's supposed to be chestnut, not like bright fire. Oh, huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, she was cool in this. Uh, you got more enjoyment from her, but um, like other little small snippets I've gotten, just learning a little bit about the story in the books. Uh, I started seeing that form too when she like does the whole um memory thing with Siri where they go through her head and then like it freaks out uh tris do you remember that right yeah yeah and then they're like oh they're not supposed to see you that's that's weird they see us oh this is actually we need to leave yeah uh, so i'm very curious because you know she finds out oh siri is actually more powerful than she should be and she's actually like a you know she's got the elder blood so you can kind of see she's probably going to take that back to the circ the the wizards and the wizard i really don't know what the fuck they're called i'm just calling them the wizards from now on uh they're gonna do their fucking wizard shit potentially and i think they're gonna be hunting for i think that's gonna be season three is the wizard people will now be hunting for Geralt, 
uh, Yen and Siri among, you know, um, Nilfgaard and stuff. Uh, and potentially the other kingdoms now, because we saw that whole thing. We met Dijkstra finally. Yeah, that was the one character I was going to bring up was when he showed up. I was like, oh, shit, Dijkstra. <laughs> yeah, because we also see uh, Philippa. Do we actually f- see Philippa Eilhart? I don't remember if we do. No, we do. We see her at the very end. We do. Okay. Hmm. She was the owl. Oh, okay. Which she is in the game, too. In the game, she's like this blind lady uh, that's also an owl. And Frangilla, like, you break her out of prison, I believe, at a certain point. Like, they're all in the game. And obviously, you know, they look a lot different in the show than they do in the game. Yeah. Which the game is more accurate to the books, I guess you would say. Because... <laughs> I think the biggest, the biggest joke, the the biggest like inside joke, but also I think complaints fans had where they you know everyone was like, does race really matter? And someone's like, well, actually, Frangilla is supposed to look like a short-haired Yennefer enough that Geralt sleeps with her because she looks exactly like <laughs> Yennefer. And then you look at it and you're like, I don't think that's gonna work in this story. I'm pretty, <laughs> you know, call me crazy, but I don't think that's gonna work this time. Uh, it was cool seeing Siri develop more you know we, she was princess yeah. running away the whole time and now she's training learning combat uh, pretty much becoming the little sister to all the witchers until you know she starts murdering them yeah and that was insane I I didn't think this would be like the thing that does it because you know we see how many in Witcher 3 we see what like four witchers it's just um, uh, Lambert, Esker, uh, basically Geralt, and Vesemir, right? It's just those four. Pretty much. Unless you get like that dude from Witcher 2, I think, um, from the Order of the Snake or something. Um, so it's just those four. And in this, we see like, what, like 20? And you're like, cool. There's a good amount. Right. Like, there's yeah. a whole party scene where they like call a bunch of people back and like there's a lot of witchers there yeah it's supposed to be around like i want to say like 20 witchers or something and you're like oh cool there's gonna amount like i guess you know over the span of the books they all kind of kick the bucket and then they just go no 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 so the, the 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 number you saw in the game that's pretty much what's what it's gonna be for the rest of the series after this one episode because <laughs> they all die you're like wait that many die yeah i didn't think it would happen that quickly because that just what it does is i guess if that's what happens in the book it very much limits who can die anymore because if by the time the game comes around and that's still who's left that means like for the rest of the series pretty much nearly zero witchers die um Mm. which brings in one specific thing which i think was the biggest fan complaint was the uh uncalled for murder of eskar because you know he's alive right in the in, game or the yeah he's one of the guys in the game he was um oh the short black hair guy yeah yeah no no he was yeah it's like him and lambert you remember they're like the two witchers there besides i might be Vesemir. thinking of lambert um but yeah uh damn it uh yeah he's the other the other uh witcher there oh. and he's like yeah I'll, after you do the fight against the wild hunt He's like, yeah, I'm probably going to, you know, stay in Karamoran for a bit. And then, you know, we're just going to abandon it because we can't keep it anymore. And Vesemir, if Vesemir's dead, there's no point. Um, but yeah, he's he's one of the main witchers 
And in this one, they turn him into a tree and kill him. Oh, he that was that dude. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So everyone was... was pissed off. That's like that's what I heard. The biggest complaint was they're like, yeah, you just killed off literally one of the main characters. Huh. And people are pissed off because those are big. The book readers are pissed off, which means he doesn't die like that in the books at all. And then he doesn't do like a comeback or anything. They just fucking killed him off. Interesting. Yep. I wonder why they would make that choice. I don't know. And the weird part, it's, it sounds like they were, you know, they're hyping up like all the witchers you know about. And then they do this and you're like, what the, like, what the fuck? And, you know, they have a different witcher. I think they've been focusing on, which means I think they're going to replace him with that one. And I forget what his name was. Cause he's always the one, you know, he's the one that hangs out with Lambert a lot. It's always with Siri for the training. Um, I'm trying to see if I could find him. Uh, I think Cohen is his name. Uh, yeah, it's Cohen. So he's like the Middle Eastern looking witcher. Like he's the brown witcher mm. to make it short. Um, he yeah he's like the only other one that i think i think he'll be replacing esker in terms of the story which i don't really okay. know why they want to do that but i guess they wanted to more maybe diversify i don't know because it seems like, the show's like been, it doesn't matter who <laughs> i think the show's been prioritizing that anyway over the story itself at certain points but i could be wrong uh that's just what i've been perceiving based off of book readers um otherwise vesemir was cool and lambert uh, Lambert more looks like a Tormund than a Lambert, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> Cause I think, you know, in the, in the game, he had like short ass hair and this one is like hairs down to his shoulders and then Vesemir looks pretty spot on though. Maybe that's why I can't recognize anyone except for like Vesemir and like, yeah, Geralt, Geralt and the end of to an extent. Yeah. Um, not even stress. You're like, yeah, you can't recognize everyone. You're just like, who the fuck are these people? Yeah. Like when, when Trish showed up at the end of the last season and was like, my name is Trish, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> really? Right. I got, are we doing this? I guess we're I guess fucking doing this. All right, fine, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's like, again, it's like Trish could look however she wants. It doesn't really matter, but it's, or however they want her to look. It doesn't matter. But I was just like, because I had just played the game, like that was just the mental image I had of her. Yeah. So I was like, it was so different from my mental image ever that I was just like, oh, I never would have guessed that, I guess, that that was who this character is playing or actress is playing. I mean, I, that's the thing. I think if you even if you're a game player and then you're even a book reader, you know what they are supposed to look like in the book. And then you get to the show and you're like reading the description of them. And then you're looking at the screen, reading the description. And you're like, hmm. Maybe, I guess a, a, maybe a easy way to describe it is like, if you were a Harry Potter reader and you had this mental image of like Harry Potter in your head and they cast someone in the, like in the movies and he's like some blonde, uh, like blonde kid or whatever. And you're just like, well, but he's supposed to have black hair though. And it doesn't really matter, but it's just, it's different than your mental image. And you're just like, but why though? <laughs> it was like that. I mean, dude, that was actually the funniest shit was when they, uh, they made Hermione black for the, uh, the Chris child play. And J.K. Rowling was like, well, she could, I never, like, really emphasized what she was in the book. Yeah. And we're like, look at the fucking cover. Yeah, look, at the co- look at the fucking cover. <laughs> you fucking kidding me. It's, it's <laughs> true. Like, I, 
Like I could not think of it like was within the, the books. Thing. I was cracking up so hard. Oh like, my god. Yeah, after she said that, like I, I was like, well, I can't actually think of a time in the books with it. She ever actually explicitly described her skin, I guess. But whatever. I don't know. I mean, you you assume, oh, it's the UK. There's a ginger. There's yeah. a you, it's so, I don't I don't know, man. I don't, it's People are just trying to make shit up at certain points. You know where they are. Uh, but back to The Witcher. Um, you know, you get all these different... Like, you pretty much get multiple stories. You get Yennefer with that power story. You mm-hmm. have the Geralt Siri quest story of just her training. It was cool part. to see him get, like, more attached to her and, like, actually be kind of, like, a familiar... A familial... Like, a parental figure to her, yes, I guess. They, I did like that they attached very quickly to that. But you get those two. You have the Fringilla elf story. And I believe really, that's really it. Those are like the three main perspectives Pretty you're much. getting. Because like here's part of um, Yennefer's until he switches to Fringilla. And then eventually like, you know, they team up. And then like, oh, now it's Yennefer and Ciri and Geralt and the Witchers to a certain extent. And then now Geralt has Jaskier and the dwarves. And the dwarves come in and just fucking murder people again. Yeah. Which I I love that each time they show up, everyone just dies. <laughs> like, I do that's what happened like, the last time too. Well, I love that they kind of just like run into those guys along the way. And they're just like, oh, hey, Geralt, what are you doing? It's like, you up for an adventure? Like, fuck yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> because they that's what i love about them they just know because they know the last time they hang out with Geralt, they're like oh dude if we just keep hanging out with him we just get to do dope shit yeah i am happy at least you know obviously they take siri back to um caramoran they leave before she starts fucking murdering everybody which is very nice because i don't want them to die and we haven't we haven't met um what's this what's the main dwarf's name the one that's in witcher 3 uh the one that works with jaskier a lot um Also, I think, have I been saying Eskel's name wrong? It's Eskel. I believe it is Eskel. I think so. That sounds right. Did I say Eskir or Eskel before? Oh, now I don't know. I'm not sure. But I'm, I, I meant to say Eskel the whole time. I always, I probably mixed it up with Jaskier and said Eskir at a certain point. If I did, I am sorry if you look back in the further video. Also, sorry if you heard that loud phone fall um, at a certain point. But yeah, I don't know. I think like, uh, I, I, I do apologize at a certain point, like, we watched this in le- less than a month ago, I want to say, or about a month ago. Yeah. It was in December. We watched it and I pretty much like, I personally binged it pretty fast. Like I knocked it out in like two or three days tops. And, uh, we wanted to talk about it earlier. We just had so many other topics to cover. We had like multiple movies. We had a new halo game coming out to talk about. So there was a lot to really tackle there. So unfortunately, like, you know, more details, um were potentially left out but also i think like i want to be honest like i I tried to think about it i was like well i i think i remember pretty much all of it but i didn't feel as enamored with this one as i was with the first season yeah which is ironic also because the first season like really fucks with your head with the time changes all the time where you're like oh well this is before this time occurs this is after like this is before series born this is when series born this is when series an adult and blah 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 and you're just trying to keep up with it all and you're like oh 
This is from the short stories. This isn't even from like a main Witcher book. This is just like the sto- uh, short story stuff. That's why it's all scattered. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I, I could be wrong once again. Uh, whereas the new, the second season, you know, covers. I I forget which book, but you know, it's much more solid and straightforward. You're not kind of going back and forth, and they're supposed to do, to do that from the seasons from here on out. Um. For season three, I have higher hopes because I think, you know, I, I really do think this season did cause some backlash, specifically for like the Eskel murder over anything else. Um, that was the only thing I felt uncomfortable about just because I'm like, well, I thought this was supposed to like the way Henry Cavill keeps talking about this is, you know, we're going to try try to stay true to the books. And they killed off one of its main characters pretty f- within an episode of introducing him, it felt like yeah that's that is weird yeah uh he wasn't even there and then you're supposed to care about his flashbacks when they do that the next episode like maybe it would have if we had him for more than an episode you know like i i don't think that was well done personally and i i do feel mixed about this season just because i i don't know if the wild hunt is supposed to one I don't know if the wild hunt is supposed to come in this early and I know everyone wants the wild hunt over anything else probably because of how big they are. But at least from what I've heard of the books, there's other villains that are supposed to take front and center over anything else. And Mm. because they're going to be the ones that literally cause the characters to go on quests and travel and do adventure shit, make new friends, lose friends, et cetera, et cetera. And that's honestly what I'm really excited for. Um, but like I said, I don't know until I really read the books and figure out how this is supposed to be. And it's like one of those things too, where I feel weird, you know, a lot of things that can become books, games, or become shows, games, or movies, you know, they start off as books and the majority of the time we probably haven't read them. And I guess I feel maybe it's a double standard where I'm kind of judging this one because I, I want to read the books and rejudge it again after. Whereas other ones, I probably never will read the books. And I just judge it as a film itself or show itself. Which I guess, you know, people can judge it however they want to from whatever perspective they want to. But I guess that's the one I want to do it from, if that makes sense. Yeah. Alright. Um, did you have anything else to say about the episode the the season pretty much i no i, I think i really feel like much i feel like i land like pretty close to your impression is just like i liked this season but i didn't like it quite as much as the first one uh and yeah it's really weird that like maybe because i just maybe maybe i wasn't paying as close attention as i should have been so i didn't recognize that that was like eskel from the game that was like the tree man like so when that happened, I was like, whoa, that was crazy. I can't believe Which, some dude turned into a tree. Were they called lichen, lichens? Um, was it lichens? I think, was that the monster? Oh, uh, no. Which is funny because then you find the original one. Not and a leshy. Leshy, yeah, it was a leshy. It was a leshy. Oh. Yeah, because the Bruxa was the vampire chick. Mm. So Because I remember there's, there's a Bruxa in uh, Blood and Wine that's why i remembered it i was like oh it's a fucking bruxa so yeah i mean like yeah it but it it also just feels like this season more than the first one i don't know the first one was a lot of setting up shit for later but like 
this season definitely felt like setting up for next season because like yes they introduced the wild hunt but like you don't get much of them for very long uh and yeah by the end of it yennefer has her powers back uh they've kind of patched things up with like between Geralt and yennefer for now like the all the characters are in the places that we've basically saw them in in the games it seems uh and they even set up like Ciri's dad is the um king of guardian emperor yeah yeah uh so yeah i'm more excited to be like to see what season three is gonna be when it happens i'm curious like i mean i i like more or less i did like fringilla's uh storyline it was interesting um she was cool i expect we'll see more of her potentially or actually less of her i guess we'll see less of her and kahir unless they give them a specific quest after whatever the fuck's gonna happen to them in, in yeah. dungeon whatever um i guess you know we'll potentially get a elf war on the north we'll see if that is yeah. like a big thing because also the elves are gonna be going for her now the elves are gonna be going for Siri. True. That's another thing I almost forgot because mm. they uh they got that one dude I forgot Jennifer's other lover. Um, I forgot what the, his name was, but uh yeah the elves will everyone's going after Siri. Uh, I'm wondering if Jaskier will be with them upon the start of the third season, or is he gonna disappear and then they'll find him again? He'll be like, oh check it out, I made these new songs, guys. I feel like it's probably gonna be something like that. I don't know. One of my favorite moments in this uh, season was when, like, he and uh, Geralt met up again, and he's just like, "I'm sorry, but like the last time you like you left me, you left me on a mountain to die." And then he's like, "Oh fuck it," and you know, goes and hugs him. <laughs> yeah. Which was honestly that was probably the best part of the season. I realized like actually those two have, even though Geralt doesn't have much chemistry in general, I think those two have the best chemistry. Out of any character, yeah, uh, like dynamic, they they are the most entertaining. I I would prefer if he does stay with them pretty much the entire season because I think that would just be fun. And also, I don't think we've even seen Jaskier and Siri have a conversation yet, so that would also be interesting. Because then Jaskier will be like, "Oh, you didn't know this about Geralt," and then say some dumb shit. <laughs> That's true. They haven't been together. Yeah. Oh, huh. I mean, they they were at a certain point, but that was when she like rode off alone, and then the uh, after being betrayed by Yennefer, and then the the witch house mm. lady took over right. her body. Yeah, so yeah. But all right, guys, uh, that has been the episode. Sorry again if it felt very you know all over the place, but I don't know. I feel like if we if it was anything like Hawkeye, at least in terms of just like easy to just run through, or uh, I can guarantee you. We're probably going to have an easier time talking about Boba Fett. Like yeah. a 20 times easier time to talk about that. Um, by far. I just... I find and it Peacemaker super... too. Except that'll oh, yeah. kind of steal. I just find it so funny that this last episode of Boba Fett was just an episode of The Mandalorian. <laughs> that was so good. Uh, so good. I literally um, paused the episode at one point to be like, did I somehow click on The Mandalorian? Did they like actually just add a Mandalorian special? <laughs> Some crack. Is Boba Fett supposed to be six or eight episodes? Uh oh, I don't know. Because if it's like, I think I hope it. I hope there's more. I hope it's not just like one more episode and then that's it. Because that'd be like, damn, that's weird. Um, but all right. 
yeah we'll we'll talk we'll next week because i think this was the last main thing we both already done uh that we wanted to talk about i do still have to get through ted lasso and james says like three things that I, yeah. i'm waiting on him for um and then uh there's smaller things we'll talk about next time for sure i think that's my that might be the next episode unless um like when demon slayer wraps up we'll be talking about that when boba fett wraps up we'll be talking about that and so on and so on like there, there are certain shows we can easily tackle and then um potential movies because i know you're not gonna watch scream but i'm gonna try to see it soon so i can at least talk about scream mm. which i'm really excited about um and yeah we'll we'll get to those when we get to those and we'll have more to talk about and like i said i'm still working on other non-podcast stuff so i will let you guys know when i can kind of put more and more content back in bring other shows back and uh have this place more alive because if you've even noticed our instagram's kind of been slightly less content um distribution of like promos and stuff than previously so there's certain things I got to work on there, but uh, all in due time. Until then, though, you guys can uh, send us any uh, comments, feedback, any questions you want us to read on the show. Maybe you want us to talk about something on the show. You can send that at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com, just the show's title, at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at sutrasidetalk. You can subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening on. If it's Apple Podcast, please give us a five-star review. Spotify, just uh, rate us. That would help us out. And if it's YouTube, uh, just hit that like on the episode and subscribe. That would really help us out as well. Uh, otherwise, you can follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124. And you can follow me on Twitter at GogoComzilla. We will catch you guys next week with uh, some smaller stuff, probably shorter stuff. We'll see how it goes. But uh, catch you later. Thanks for listening.